Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Russian Sisters. We're so delighted to be with you today. Hello, hello. Hi, Alexander. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? You know, I've actually been really great. I have to tell you um, one word, antibiotics. (laughs) You do sound better. They have saved my life and it was a battle to get them, but I got them and I'm on the mend and I'm very excited about that. You did seem like within a day that you sounded even better. And I was like, why do I have to battle so much with the doctors? I know. Well, don't get me started on that whole thing. I know. Thing. That's, a, that's time for another episode because today I'm also really excited about our special guest. We are really excited to be spending some time with Elena Gorley. Why don't you tell us a little bit about her and your journey and how you guys know each other? Besides the fact that she is amazing. So Elena is a mental health professional, clinical hypnotherapist, psychic medium, and spiritual guide specializing in hypnotic healing and past life regression. Wow, that's a lot. So I met Elena. uh, We've actually never physically met. We've met on Zoom and virtually. But she actually did a past life regression session for my good friend, Allison Cullen, who you guys have heard on the Russian Sisters podcast as well. She has the You Do Woo podcast and a whole bunch of amazing, amazing up-leveling and uplifting courses. And Allison talked about Elena and how they connected. And there was something when I listened to that podcast episode where I thought something tells me I need to connect with this woman. Now, I'll be honest. Going into this, y'all, you you know we're the Russian sisters. Y'all know that our dad is a Russian Orthodox priest. He is. The Catholic Church and the Eastern Russian Orthodox Church. We're one Christian church, and a big belief there is not in past lives. Correct. It's a way out there kind of thinking for people who are of those religions. Correct. You just get one soul, you get one shot, and that's it. And so I told Elena when I met with her, she was amazing. She did a consultation call with me and I said, hey, I am just trying to see if this would even be a good thing. My husband passed away. I'm dealing with some stuff around money. You guys have talked. I mean, one day I'm going to be like, you guys, I've gotten better. I was like money and dating. I was like, I want to be open to another person. And I feel like there's some unresolved stuff. Can we chat? And I love this. You guys will hear me say this in our awesome interview. But she was just like, let's just see what your soul needs. And that was a huge thing for me because we talk about providers and stuff and and how you never know, right? You never know when you're going to meet someone, if they're going to be legit or not. Anyway, it was an amazing experience. My mind was blown. I was like, I don't even understand what just happened. But I told her, I said, I don't even know if I'm open to this. And... She was just so patient, so loving, so kind with me. And I am just so incredibly excited that we have the opportunity today to, um, I mean, I already kind of said like, we're recording this after we did our interview, but it was so much fun to have a chat with her. So I hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, let's get to know Elena. Welcome, Elena, to the Russian Sisters. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. We are so, so excited to have you here. 
And just to start us off, we're going to jump right in and just tell us a little bit about how you got into doing past life regressions and some of your readings. And yeah, let's just jump in. Sounds good. So I have always had abilities, but shut those off at a certain time. I grew up very Catholic and there's definitely some judgment around being able to see spirits and talk to spirits and things like that. But I was really lucky because I grew up with a grandma that was very much Catholic and prayed the novenas and went to church every Sunday. But she also went to mediums and got her tea leaves read and would share stories about she uh, was very sickly and had a lot of surgeries. And she had two near-death experiences, Well, actually where she died, saw the light, saw her father, and came back. So we grew up hearing those stories. And then she would share a story of a time her and my grandpa were in San Francisco and she knew where she was. So she would say, well, turn here and turn here. And he's like, how do you know where we need to go? And she always attributed that to being there in a past life because, you know, that was before cell phones and GPS and where we could just have those things in our hands. So I didn't know it at the time, but that allowed me to expand into different areas. And so in 2007, my brother died. And after that, that really catapulted me into looking at other things. Uh, When you lose somebody that young, you want to stay connected. You want to have contact with them. You want to understand why it happened. He died by suicide. And so there is a whole different dynamic that goes into that. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of stigma. So it really threw me into an upheaval. And shortly after that was when I came across past life certification. I was in mental health a lot of years prior to that. I've been, I've had my master's in social work since 2006. And so I was working in mental health and then that happened and that just threw me for a tailspin. And that was when I found I went to Arizona and got my certification to do that. And it just led me down a different path of healing. So I still was the mental health therapist and then medical social work. But then I had this other more metaphysical, spiritual side that I was working on. And now I have them beautifully integrated. (laughs) But it took a lot of years to let go of corporate style services and really craft my business into the things that help people the most, mind, body, heart, and soul all in one session. So, yeah. I love that, Elena. Sorry, Alexandra. I didn't mean to talk over you there. It's hard when we're not in the same room Mm because we're not right now. (laughs) Elena, can you explain for our listeners, what is past life regression? What is it that you do and how do you work with clients? Yes. So the way that I do past life regression is I am helping the person access their past life. So we are doing a really nice relaxation and then we go backwards in time. And so we set an intention. So sometimes people have a relationship they want to look at or physical, mental or emotional pain or patterns of behavior or even a certain time period or a certain place they want to explore. So we set that intention and we trust that the soul will take us exactly where we need to go. And then we go back in time and we go through the practical parts of the life. 
And then we move into the death and then the life review. And that's where we're looking at the purpose, at the lessons, at the people that we know in our current life that we had in the past life. We look at any forgiveness work that we need to do. So whether that's self-forgiveness, forgiving others, or others that need to forgive us, because obviously we've had many lives where we are not the good people. We're the ones inflicting harm on other people. And so that gives us a chance to go back and really do all of the healing that we need to do from those past lives. Yes. And I actually had a session with you, which was remarkable and amazing and mind blowing. I'll say, cause I think I even told you prior, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this mm-hmm. is going to go. Um, but one of the things that was really interesting too during our session was how it seemed that you also were checking in with kind of my spirit team or however, mm-hmm. how would you call it? Usually I hear spirit, yeah, spirit team. Yeah. Spirit team is yeah. what I refer to them and kind of tapping into them as well, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. Is that pretty common? Did that happen? Yes. So over the years of doing the sessions in the beginning, I felt I followed the script exactly. And that was all I ever did. And now 15 years in, I am very much more fluid in how the sessions go. And so I am in contact with my spirit team at all times. So that is just a connection that is always there. And then when I get in session with people, then I'm also connecting with their spirit team. And so when people are like, well, did you get something different? And I'm like, no, this whole session is crafted by your soul and your spirit team. So For some people, we focus more on the practical pieces. They really need to look at the events that went on in that life that were important, where they lived, who their family was. For other people, the death and dealing with the traumas around their death is the important piece. For other people, it's more the purpose or the lessons or the forgiveness. So because I'm in touch with my spirit team and your spirit team, then I kind of know where to ask more questions. So I'm asking open-ended questions and, you know, the client is the guide, but I also kind of am getting those nudges of, okay, we need to stay here and really dig in a little bit deeper. Okay. We need to do a little bit more healing around this particular issue. And that just allows me to stay as long as I need, or as long as the client needs in those certain places. That's so fascinating. When you're in touch with your spirit team the whole time, how do you do boundaries? I feel like I feed off of people's energy. I was just saying to someone earlier today, Tuesdays, they're a little harder for me because I'm around people where I can sense their energy. And it's taken me a couple of times before I'm like, oh, I better make sure that I have some sort of ritual or something to mm-hmm. clear it. Because there was one week in particular, I mean, I was anxious for a good four days later. And I was like, I don't, mm. I don't have this going on. So what? And then I realized I had been a sponge and just said, so. How do you, do you have rituals? I do. And I love teaching people rituals around this because so as a social worker, it was slowly killing me because that was before I recognized that I needed to have energetic boundaries. And so as a social worker, usually you are working with people on the worst things that have happened to them in their life. Uh, I did social or hospital social work for a lot of years. So the worst days of their life, but not just the patient, but the families, the nurses, the doctors, the other staff. And so 
it wasn't until I actually got out of it that I was like, oh, I was taking on everybody's stuff. And it wasn't just my clients. It was my coworkers, because when we had difficult cases, we would bounce those off of each other. And so I was absorbing all of that stress, all of their pain, because I do feel other people's pain. So everybody senses energy. We just have varying degrees of how much we are aware of it. And so somebody like you, somebody like me, and Anna, I don't know where you fall on this continuum, but (laughs) the empathic where you can actually feel other people's pain. And then what happens is people take that on. And so I work with a lot of people and a lot of what we're releasing is other people's stuff. It's not, you know, yes, of course they have their own stuff, but it is years and years and years of them taking on other people's stuff. So the rituals that I have around that is before I even get out of bed in the morning, I hit snooze just in case I fall back asleep. And so in those five minutes, I call in Angel Michael and his blue light of protection. And so um, I love working with the angels. And so just asking him to help me maintain my energy and to observe and no longer absorb other people's energy. Super powerful. I do that every single morning. I've done it every single morning for about 10 years now and absolutely life-changing. So I recommend that for everybody across the board. If you don't feel comfortable with angels, you can do the white light of the divine, Holy Spirit, God, whatever resonates with you, but some type of protection and boundary. And then I will often say just throughout the day, I release anything that is not mine to carry. So of course, when I'm in session with people, I'm feeling their pain and that helps me. So now I can use it as a blessing where, you know, if somebody's having the tense neck, I'm feeling that. And then I can actually feel when that starts to alleviate for them, when they're finally releasing that and letting go. And so then I'm like, okay, now we can, you know, I check in just to double check and then, okay, we can move on from that. But I just have to make sure that I'm not taking on anybody else's stuff throughout the day. And so then at night, when I'm in the shower, I will use the water as that symbolic release and being very intentional. So sometimes we do things and we don't even realize why we're doing that. But I try to be very intentional around it and say, okay, I'm releasing anything that I've picked up. One other practice that I have is I will use the sun energy to move down through the top of my head. Like I have a little skylight and move down through all of the energy centers and just clear, cleanse and balance anything. And then send that down into mother earth. I love nature. Nature is so healing for me. And also we use it a ton in the sessions too. So you just validated a couple of things for me. One, it's totally okay to snooze. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. I might need to like moderate how often I snooze, but it's okay to snooze. Yes. Absolutely. Two, I love the mantras as I call them or the phrases. Oftentimes when I've gone into difficult conversations, I'm like, okay. And I, I tell Alexander this, I'm like, I visualize I'm putting on my armor or my force field or whatever. I'm calling in like all my people because I'm not alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just, whether or not I do a a full visualization or not, it's usually not, but I'm like, all right, people, here we go. And I remind myself I'm not alone. 
I would love to get into the habit and practice of doing some of the things that you said, because Mm -hmm. this is another thing validating. Alexandra often says, because I'm a school counselor, or how long are we hanging in here, Anna, and doing this work? Because it is it is wearing and it is tiring and it is an energy suck often. And that's something that I am working on with people in my profession, like on a, on a professional level of how can we preserve self still do the good work because it still needs to get done. And I love doing it, but how do I preserve myself in the meantime? And so I love some of the guidance that you just gave. And earlier you talked about healing. So if I were to seek you out Mm-hmm. Um, for your services, are those? I'm, I'm hearing that those are some of the things that I could, I could expect, or that I would experience, or are healing and forgiveness because I love, love, love those messagings. Mm-hmm. But then also just yeah, self preservation. Yeah, so absolutely. All of my sessions are based around healing. So whether that's current life healing or past life healing, mind and body connection. So you know. Uh, the things that we experience show up as physical pain or mental or emotional pain. So whether that's somebody else's stuff or our own stuff, when we don't deal with things, then we tuck them into places. And then that shows up as that pain. Mine tends to be my neck and it's like on fire right now. Cause you know, I just had, you know, I'm finishing up a long day and I'm like, okay, like I've got to tap in and do some work around that tonight because I've picked up things throughout the day. So that comes into that self-preservation. So in a session, we are going into those places. What are the messages that your body is trying to give you that you are not hearing or even aware of, or even knowing that you need to be aware of that? So like my knack is all about control. I love to control. <laughs> I'm a control <laughs> fanatic, you know? So but that is my body's awareness of like, okay, you're trying to control the outcome of these sessions. You're trying to control your kids' experience. You're trying to control things in your life. And so that is my my body's reminder to me of like, okay, rest, relax, allow some ease in. So we go into any places within the body and say like, okay, what is that message that that body is trying to give you? So it could be control. It could be safety. It could be actual memories that you're storing in places, actual traumas that you're storing in places. And so we work on energetically releasing those, but also the practical side of the forgiveness, maybe out, it'll even come up of like a burn journal or walking or drinking more water. So it can be those very practical practices that we need to bring into our day to day. So somebody, I see a lot of counselors. I see a lot of hairdressers. I see a lot of nurses, you know, all of those people, um, uh, estheticians, you know, all those people in these helping professions that we don't always recognize as helping professions, but those places where we're just taking on everybody else's stuff, teachers, because yeah, it's a lot. We get bombarded with a lot in a day and we have to take care of ourselves first and foremost. And oftentimes we're the bottom of the list, but then like I'm dealing with Lyme's disease, I'm dealing with some thyroid issues, which came about because my heart was freaking out. And so It was like, yeah, like you need to practice what you're preaching to our baby died in December and I went right back into working in January 
and I love what I do. And I'm so thankful and grateful for my clients and my business that I've built. But if I don't take care of myself, then I can't do this work and I can't help other people. And so this was like a big slap upside my head of like, yeah, you need to slow down and deal with your own stuff. (laughs) So yeah, yep. That's exactly, we work on those practices and those releasing pieces in session. I'm trying really hard to be relaxed and keep my shoulders down. So <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I, I know it's energy. And so I know virtually you could probably sense that too, because mm-hmm. it's energy. Um, and I know sometimes that's hard for people to wrap their minds around. Like, how does that work mm-hmm. if you're there and I'm here? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really trying to be relaxed. So you're not taking on my, my stuff. <laughs> That's okay. I have my boundaries in place, so it's all good. When you talk about the neck and control, I'm like, man, my neck has been really sick the last couple Uh weeks. So, and I've never put together exactly what it what it is my body is saying, other than something's going on energetically, and I need to. Mm -hmm. Although I will say, this came up recently that something that happens quite often is if I feel unheard or if I feel kind of stifled in voice, I get a sore throat. So. Two days ago, I got a sore throat and I was like, okay, good to know. Good to know. And then, and then it'll go away. So it's really interesting. Yeah. It's so fascinating when we really start to listen to those messages and then how quickly it can shift because yeah, like you acknowledged it and then it was gone. You did what you needed to do and then we can move that because I think there is kind of this message that like once we're in pain, we have to be in pain. Once our knee hurts, our knee's always going to hurt. And that is not true. I have been in and out of back issues since I was very young but it's around safety. When I feel unsafe, not just physically, but financially, relationship wise, anything around feeling unsafe, my back acts up. And now I can flip it like that. I mean, I used to get knocked down for days at a time or even weeks where it was bothering me. And now as soon as it comes up, I'm like, okay, where am I feeling unsafe? And just notice that and do the release work around that. And okay, I'm done with that now. It's good. (laughs) That's awesome. I did want to say one thing too, because when the session came and I had done a consultation call with you just to see if this was going to be a good fit. And I love that you said your soul is going to tell us where to go. And Mm -hmm. I just appreciated that, that you weren't trying to force something. You weren't, you were just really open. And I appreciated that because I felt like it just let the session naturally flow. And I don't mind sharing at least this piece from the session that I had with you is that a theme that I have in this current life is just around financial stability and safety, feeling safe with financial stability and what that financial success looks like. And that was a theme that also came out in my past life. And so that was just very interesting and just this huge aha moment. And I was like, okay, this is good to know that it's something that's kind of, because I've always been like, where did this come from? What's, mm-hmm. Why do I consistently have this? But it it was so informative so that I can, you know, address it essentially. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so oftentimes when people come in with a very specific issue, like finances or financial abundance, we can do current life work and past life work. And that's the really cool thing about where I've 
taken my skills to is that we can hit it from all the different areas that we need to. And then the practical, you know, when we open energetically to working on our finances, then resources show up in our life or a person who offers a program or this person who knows a lot about investing and then they help us bring that in. So it shows up in our real day-to-day life in applicable ways, but we also have to do the healing work of the thoughts and beliefs and patterns underneath that. So, yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. So Elena, you have spoken about current life and past life. And again, I think this is another topic that sometimes people have a hard time wrapping their Mm -hmm. minds around or might feel a resistant tug to this topic. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what you mean and just how you came to incorporate this belief system or Mm -hmm. I don't know, what can you share about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point because obviously I live in this world every day of bouncing between past life and current life. And it's just the norm to me now, but I do recognize that's not the norm for most people. And so I always felt on a soul level that there had to be more than just this. So there had to be more than just waking up every day and eating breakfast and going at that time, it was going to school and then going to cheerleading and going to a job and then coming home and then doing that day after day after day. And so, you know, growing up Catholic, obviously that's not part of the belief system of past lives. And so, you know, the problem that I had always was that one religion feels that they are right and everybody else is wrong. And that never sat right with me. Of course, there are pieces of of organized religion that are very valuable and very valid. And I'm absolutely in support of that. But that one piece of we are right. Nobody else can be right if I'm right. And I I just didn't like that. And so the other piece of that was how can we only get one shot at this? So when we think about how many mistakes we just make, even in a day, and I, I don't believe in mistakes, but for lack of a better word, you know, how many missteps we feel like we're making with our kids or with ourselves. And then you think about only having, you know, 20 years or 50 years or 60 years or even 90 years to figure it all out in one lifetime, there's just no way. And then if you think about the people that you know, so 
you know, I know in my life, I know people that are living a very surface level life. So they are the ones that are just getting up and going to a job every day. And then they sit and watch TV all evening. And that's it. That's their whole existence. And then I know people that are very spiritual. And so they're always reading and exploring and wanting to grow and expand. And I don't think one path is right or wrong. What I've come to believe is that that is that soul's journey for that lifetime. So not everybody is meant to be here doing the work that I do or doing the work that you do or, you know, anywhere else along that continuum. We are here doing exactly what this soul is meant to do. So oftentimes when I go back to past lives with people, if they're living a really busy, chaotic life here and now, we'll go back to a life that was very peaceful and calm and simple because it shows them that there can be many different ways to live. And, you know, sometimes people need an awareness of, I think when I mentioned in the beginning about that, we weren't always the the good person, that we all have these dark aspects of ourselves. Because sometimes I know I can, I can get on my high horse thinking that I'm better than people, thinking that I'm a good person and bad things shouldn't happen to me. And that's just not the reality. I know each of you know that, like, I, I would consider myself a good person, but I've had a lot of quote unquote, bad stuff happened to me. Our baby just died. Like that is terrible. And so just thinking about that of, okay, how does that fit into our soul's evolution? And that can't be Bodhi's only soul. That can't be his only journey on this earth to live in my belly for nine months and then die. Like there's no way that in my mind, there is no way that that is his one and only journey on this earthly plane. So that's just kind of how I've landed at that. Awesome. Thank you. And I, I don't want to gloss over. I do want to say thank you. You have shared some very difficult things with us and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to honor that and um, let you know, we appreciate you telling your story and your journey. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, especially since Sean died, have definitely been like, how do you just get this one and and looking at this whole spectrum of, you know, people who struggle with addiction, people who's, you know, there's such a gamut, as you said, to, to life and your experiences and just going, that's it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out where I fit in all this, but you know, I, I do get into the spirit babies thing, but then I'm like, does your soul know? And I know we're going on like a rabbit trail. We don't have to go down this, but one of the things I'm like, you know what family you're going to come to, but do you necessarily know what you're going to end up with? Do you know that you're going to end up with addiction issues or with Mm -hmm. struggles or, you know, not that any of these things are horrible, but I'm like, don't we get more chances? Like, especially Mm -hmm. with that. So I won't go down that rabbit trail. We'll have to, I want to, I hope that we can like continue, but I did want to ask, because I recently saw about your full moon messages. And this is something more recently that I have been trying to tap into the energy around full moons. And I just was doing this short training. I was listening to someone train on like astrological science and what's going on with planets. And I was like, my life has been kind of a hot mess these last four days. And I'm like, I think some planetary stuff is going on. So share a little bit about what like the full moon messages or what you're tapping into with that. 
Yeah. So I'm always looking for ways to be more intentional. And I see that with my clients too. Like, you know, we were talking about, you can just spin from one day into the next, into the next, into the next without really considering, okay, how do I actually want to be spending my time, energy and attention? And so when I was sitting down and and feeling into that, it, it came to me to just tie it into the full moon. So it helps us when we can kind of put things together. And so like, you know, in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth, I have a practice around saying some certain mantras. Um, Just like I was saying before, even get out of bed, I have a practice around that. Well, okay, so the full moon happens every month. So let's tie some more connection to our spirit team during that. So people are sending me a question and then I'm tapping into their spirit team and passing on the messages that they want them to hear around that. And usually it's very practical. So even if somebody's asking me about a relationship issue, it comes back to them and how they need to best take care of themselves or it's just very dynamic, just like anything that I do. Like some people, I felt the need to pull cards. And then for other people, it was just straight messages from their spirit team. But it all comes back to tying the full moon and intention and actually looking at how do I want to be living my life? What do I need to be aware of? And at least if we're doing that once a month, (laughs) then that's a good thing. But obviously, I want people doing that much more often than once a month. So this just gives them that. And then I also have a monthly class that I offer with different topics and monthly group hypnosis. So I'm trying to get people on a more consistent basis, paying attention to their mental health, their emotional health, their physical health, and their spiritual health. And so by offering these different opportunities and different price points, then I'm I'm hoping that people get more consistent with that. That's amazing. And we kind of rolled into, oh, uh, did you have a question before we? No, I was just going to say yes. And for anyone who like, again, thinks this is like woo-woo. We talk about this all the time in the school setting that when the children are nuts, (laughs) I'm like, where's the moon? Where are we Mm -hmm. in the cycle? And maybe I've done that more jokingly, but I sure as heck know that there's something to that where you can certainly tell the cycle. And so I think sometimes people just jokingly talk about that stuff, Mm -hmm. but there's something to it. It is real. There is something to it. And even right now, what I've noticed for the last couple of weeks and really the last couple of months, there's massive upheaval happening across mm-hmm. the board. And it is like the stuff hitting the fan level stuff. Like, holy crap, holy crap. Another thing. Oh my gosh. But when we are actually tapped into energy, when we're actually tapped into things like the more woo-woo, then we can see it as an opportunity. So uh, that's what I'm trying to remind everybody. Like, yes, I know this is painful. Believe me, I'm also in massive upheaval, but I'm seeing it as an opportunity. What do I want to let go of? What do I want to keep in my life? And so that's the same thing, you know, when once a month or even at the new moon and we get these different opportunities to examine our life and and same thing for the kids the kids are way more tapped in than we are my kids are 
so in tune with nature cycles, with moon cycles, just it's amazing. So if we actually embrace that and look at what it's trying to teach us, what opportunity it's giving us, then we can actually be more intentional about how we're living our life. So that's awesome here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just telling Anna, I said with all yes, with the upheaval and stuff hitting the fan. And I was like, it is raining right now. Mm-hmm. But I told her, I said, and often what I'll do is I'll internalize, I must be doing something or I haven't learned mm-hmm. a lesson or what is going on versus like, it could just be that there's a lot going on energetically. This is how it's manifesting in my life and exactly like, how am I going to handle it? And right now my theme has been surrender. So Mm -hmm. surrender and just take one thing at a time and just, it'll all work itself out, you know, but it's, it's really interesting to see that where I was like, Oh, okay. So you mean I didn't cause my car to break down right now. And I'm like in the middle of also getting windows done and also, you know, like one thing after another, I'm like, okay. Or the technology stops and I'm like, okay, I didn't break the (laughs) internet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, and I love that you said that big part of your work is helping people just get in touch with themselves mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, learn the signs, know that if my neck hurts, this is what this could mean. And if I'm having backaches, this is the area that Mm -hmm. I need to tend to. So I absolutely love that. That being said, how do people get a hold of you? Like if people are interested in connecting with you and doing some good work, how can they do so? Yes. So obviously sessions can be online and yes, we can connect just as well online as I do in person. And so everything celebrate every step. My business name is celebrate every step. And so that is my website, my Facebook, my Instagram, and they can reach out by message on there or through my website, then they can send an email as well. And so I do offer the, like I mentioned, the monthly things, but then one-on-one sessions. I am always accepting new clients because people do tend to rotate through. So people will do one session or they'll do three or six because I offer packages at three and six because obviously the more we go in, the deeper work we can do. And so I try to set people up for the greatest success and then they'll transition after those three or six into every two weeks or once a month. So then I have people hit that once a month point and then new people come in. It's beautiful how there's always that turnover and that flow and it always works out perfectly. So they can absolutely reach out. And like Alexandra mentioned, I do offer a free consult call so that we can talk and make sure that what I offer is what that person needs and wants in their life. So love it. And I'm going to add all of your contact information to our show notes. So people okay, can that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was so yes. great to chat with you and hopefully we can chat more soon. Yes. I'm so grateful. And, um, I'll be reaching out. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. It was so nice to actually meet both of you and talk with you today. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, it was. Thank you. All right. It was so great. What did you guys think? Definitely reach out to us. Let us know. We're so excited to have Elena come back on and hang out with us again in the future. 
Yeah, I am super pumped. I love getting to hear different people's different perspectives. And I will say that after Sean died, it really threw me personally into like a a whirlwind of a, a new territory. I thought I had a lot of things figured out before that. And um, afterwards, I found myself just wanting to learn about different things and death and perspectives. And I found myself reading things and watching things. And so I'm not sure where I stand on everything yet. I just know that I'm not willing to limit my God or my thinking or the possibilities. And so I'm just very open to everything. And so I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Elena. We are really excited about partnering in the future and about having segments in the future. So please, please, please feel free to reach out with any of your questions. You can find us at the Russian sisters at gmail.com. Go to our website, the Russian sisters. We hope you guys have a fabulous week and Alexander, don't we look forward to seeing everybody soon? Can't wait to chat more. I don't have a joke for you today. What is black and white and red all over? I have no idea. A newspaper. Do people <laughs> even know what that is for you anymore? Probably you guys, not. that's like the quickest joke I could pop into my head since I don't have my joke book right in front of me. So I hope that was a great giggle for you. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to the RussianSisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.